0: Kulang ginagawa ko nasa bahay pare kulang na lang magdig ako
1: ng ano ng garden <laughs> <laughs> plantito. Usong-usong oh. ngayon eh. I love it though. Like uh, I have a friend uh he is also into uh, organic farming and fertilizer. Uh, he calls it the fertilizer of fertilizers kasi plural of Manila effect. People don't realize that they're actually helping the environment by getting all these plants in their condos, their houses. So a lot of them do it for show, but at least the net effect is positive.
0: Well, you know what I notice is people stop having lawns along their And they're starting to, like, I'm thinking of digging up my garden, which was uh, previously used for, you know, get-togethers, barbecues, and just planting maize just for fun <laughs> wala na, wala in one year or two seasons no Children of the Corn because my greatest f- uh, movie fear so this one talaga pare I can overcome my fear that there's no really there's no people in the corn
1: <laughs> <laughs> invite me pare hanapin natin sila hanapin <laughs> <laughs> natin I was
0: uh, you know I was at this uh, Mind Museum every year for this uh, Maker's Fair which shit you know I really miss it was super fun like you know, getting kids to actually build something, which they've lost all knowledge except to yeah, for sure, for sure. I told Snap, Snap, these kids don't know what a greenhouse looks like. Cause they, most of the houses, you know, they're unattainable. They're inside green villages or they're inside corporate. Just like you know, AC solar, AC energy. You know, nobody <laughs> can go in there except mga high-powered executives. Pero I said, why don't we, you know, my dream is to build a combi, you know, to, and put solar on it and, you know, make it all run on LED and then put a windmill on it. And crazy guy, Snap, goes to his boss and says, you know what? <laughs> I mean, if somebody told me that, Snap, yeah, yeah, you know, I have a combi and I'd like to solarize it. And I want to make it, you know, I want to have a rainwater harvesting system on the top. But I wouldn't have believed him. Pero, <laughs> anyway, we, we, did. <laughs> we managed to pull it off. We managed to pull it off. We, we did. It. it, it, That's it amazing. It, it, it took international. It took international news. I mean, you know, it has a uh, what's that? Six hundred watts of flexible solar. On it. <laughs> Snap! Actually, you know, was on the roof. You know, like like basically convincing his guys who have never gone on top of an auto roof that this was the future. You know, you know what? One day it's all autos. Of course, we know that, right? But Snap was saying, you know, one day all autos will have its own self-charging station. And the guys were just looking like, sir, you know, all we know is the big, you know, kahuna of, you know, large houses with solar and this guy was like no it will micro it will shrink and it'll become more efficient and i'm just looking at him like yeah this 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 guy this guy's passionate this guy's passionate
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's amazing that's amazing that's amazing (laughs)
1: i'll I'll remember i'll remember that forever man it's just like (laughs) me too the pics like when we took it apart remember when we first took took it apart we were like oh man we got our work cut out for us and then he was like we have a, a little less than two weeks, like 10 days, I think, something like it's like eight from 10 our days. launch. It, it, it look
0: it, I, w- I wish we took more videos, man. It was, it's like really, it, it has its own windmill. It's been covered by, yeah, James Deacon. It's it's like, it's like, it, it, it and then there's this intern uh, international <laughs> ones that are covering it. But you know, started with a mad conversation, and he just like went beeline to his boss and says, "Just do it. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to have to like really pull this out through because this guy, (laughs) this guy threw his, you know, (laughs) anyway, sorry, just, just good times, man. Oh, that's cool. When
2: you're
0: you're under COVID, you start talking to yourself. So I'm just glad that I have friends out there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what's been happening? Like, what have you been doing during um, this COVID? Like any, hobbies that you've been doing or new things that you've been exploring? I'm a lover of Volkswagens.
0: I have the oldest one here. And so I've been like, basically, uh, I'm analog. It, deep deep inside, you know, my mind thinks in, you know, in, in working with my hands, that humility of working with your hands and painting. I need to work with my hands. I can't do Netflix. It's just, I, I mean, I need to move i need to think i need to tinker with stuff and so i've been dismantling engines and putting them back together <laughs> so, so it's, interesting then i have a, a 1952 volkswagen which i basically uh unscrewed the whole engine which is an 1100 it's like really really old and i just basically put it all back together again so it's been it's been interesting and uh i have this safari nissan safari and i've uh basically took out as many screws as possible and replaced them with uh, stainless steel. So
1: well, you
0: know, it, it's improved because when I was young, I would just dismantle it and leave it. <laughs> so I <laughs> have improved I've improved over time. Nice,
2: <laughs> nice. I put it back together better.
0: So you've always <laughs> been
2: interested in these things since you were a kid. Like uh, Working on yeah. with your hands.
0: So what what happened was uh, you know I'm a I'm a lonely child the first the firstborn, uh, and uh, you know most of my friends are you know in Makati or in Quezon City, and my parents couldn't bring me there when I was you know younger. They were putting up their businesses, starting out, and so what I would do is I would uh, have. Uh, no holds barred, right? I would just go out into the street outside and I live in a mixed neighborhood of Pasai. And uh, my parents, you know, my parents uh, don't have this, you know, word this and there's that. I mean, and so I, I, I there's this uh, um, low-income neighborhood. I don't want to use the word shanty, but uh, low-income neighborhood. And the, the children, uh, their fathers were, you know, machine shop owners. They were, you know, uh, upholstery. It's a very blue collar, you no, know, but very skilled neighborhood. And uh, uh, not only would I play games. You know, like uh, of course, uh, that's why in, in in basketball I was very rough. You know, I would in 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 grade school they were saying, "Why are you making seco my face?" <laughs> I was yeah. like, Isn't that how you play? Isn't that how you play basketball? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so, so I I I I not only played the games on the street, but I actually you know went to work uh, with them. And you know I would I, would, I th- what would seem like a game, they were actually working or apprenticing for their father. And so I learned how to you know work with my hands in machine shops. I learned how to you know do simple upholstery. They were my teachers as I grew up. I learned how to be very confident with my hands. Uh, I wish that you know I grew up in a neighborhood with you know with uh, d i dancers then you know i i would have I would have learned how to also Pokemon use my
1: yeah man that's
2: useful that's useful <laughs> that's so cool. so how did it evolve so, like
0: from there from there, I started building things uh one of the first you know, earthen constructions in the country. So I've done about 50 schools built by rammed earth, uh, what stabilized earth. So you put them in in sacks. I studied under Nadir Khalili. Uh, Later on went to MIT and, uh, you know, was one of the first uh, students for the development laboratory, which is now, you know, doing international technology transfers. Uh, so yeah, I, it was just love of technology, love you know, love working, climbing. You know, I I, I love you know the technicality of you know doing things that are uh, you know with, with computation, and now uh, it's it's sort of manifested itself in uh, doing uh, building technologies that have impact uh, in the country and around the world. Of course, my friends uh, here at the corner, you know, I started do, do, doing like. Uh, pedal washing machine, where you know instead so cool. of you know having to <laughs> wash with your hands, I started building stuff for women that work for washing clothes per basket. Started having like you know pedaling. Of course, they had great legs, so I don't know if that that raised the population there. But <laughs> anyway, I next thing I did did is uh, attached it to a windmill, so you know when there's good wind. Uh, you know, we live by the bay. You know, there's a gear. Of course, it won't go faster than a certain ratio. They just put in their clothes. So it's like a, like a revolving drum. Solar lights. Uh, is, so yeah, the first plastic bottles that I put in the roof that allow refracted light to light up the corridors were there. Later on, like a uh, uh, water purifying machine. So they were my test laboratory. Wow. <laughs> because I couldn't <laughs> could put a hole in my house, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so when that one worked especially solar lights solar street lights uh putting refrigerators out of my house so that you know any excess food that we didn't eat uh not the not the not the cooked one uh, the raw one uh let's say we had extra you know we we had extra uh, potable water uh that we were able to get from uh you know we were able to get from uh you know uh how do you call it we have this water filtration system we would put outside so people can get fresh water so i tried to use technologies that could not only benefit so successful in my house but also bring success to others and later on this became my career uh, which i do litter of light i am the UNESCO, i'm a unesco ambassador for asia and we teach solar how to build solar lights mobile chargers street lights uh, all around Asia and all around the world. So I have 32 offices, 1,200. Uh, well, they're, they're, they used to be staff and now they're on hold because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Our, our income used to be uh, very strong, which we used to go inside corporations like Gawad Kalinga. The corporations buys the material. We charge them for the experience of building the solar lights. And then what happens is uh, we also charge them for going to the communities uh, installing them and so we would do 1 million workshops a year wow. so it was the first global filipino one of, one of the first global filipino uh not only advocacy but real technology transfer that's how we, we grew with covid no no corporation so from doing like 300,000 <laughs> or even 100,000 uh you know uh, uh, a month uh basically we didn't even do like 50 a week so it was like wow. so it cra- it really crashed it really crashed and burned yeah. no corporate all corporation cancelled its contract and then i was watching netflix and i was watching uh, um this li- this uh, pay it forward where yeah. the guy basically uh, did something good and then asked for other people to do something good. Yeah, I and then uh, those people scaled it. And so that was that was the the start of the lighted forward where we started challenging people to build the lights, solar lights by hand, but the the parts are buildable uh, by a screwdriver.
1: I soldered one myself in yeah, outside yeah. my museum. It was it was quite an experience. Like it was it was well, fun. Well,
0: well now it now it's screwdriver. It's a screwdriver, so that you know we don't have to have soldering.
1: Yeah, assembly. And, na lang. Yeah, you were fast, man. You were fast. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I had a bit of practice in the polog. Remember when I yeah. made my perimeter lighting system for the house?
2: But but, Eliak, I'm I'm curious about like uh, I guess your this whole journey of you know getting it. I mean, you you said a while ago that you were you know like you basically had no. I guess, concept of, I guess, the hierarchy where you were living, you know, growing up. And that, that seemed to influence you a lot in helping the community. Um, I, like, how has that, like, I guess, progressed? Like, now, now we're facing a pandemic and at the same time, you know, a lot of people need help as well. Like, are there any um, ideas that have come up or, like, I guess, challenges that you want to be able to um, address during this time? Well, you know, we are the Philippine representative to the World
0: uh, um, Expo in 2021. And basically, you know, out of 7,000 entries, we were the 100 chosen by the Expo to have, you know, the change-making story. And so the problem is, uh, you know, we're stuck in a pandemic, the longest, the longest, uh, you know, shutdown. Uh, lockdown, while all the other 100 or the, all the other 999, uh, if you want to call it, are mostly free to be able to continue their campaign. So each one is given a hundred thousand dollars, and just like the parable of seeds, who makes the best story out of it? And so right now, you know, while others are doing, you know, uh, travels and. Uh, you know, they're able to participate with their community because the NGOs really are engaged, you know, we're, we're good at engaging communities. The Philippine version is we're locked at home. So how do you create a global movement or a global story uh, being locked from home? So uh, that one's a challenge. Uh, things that we're working on is really uh, Litter of Light was not supposed to be light. What it was supposed to do is to create businesses for uh, low income communities like villages where women could build repair and scale the solar lights without us. Basically, instead of just uh, selling candies in the Sari Sari store in the villages as their main income or weaving when there's no tourists or, uh, or let's say beads. No, we wanted to teach them how to make solar lights because 35% of their expenses were in kerosene or fuel. And so we wanted to replace that with, with, with solar. And uh, so they would have, let's say, 100 solar panels, keep it to themselves. And then for 50 pesos or less, depending on where this village is, uh, they would be able to uh, recharge the lights as many times as they want. Everything here can be changed. with uh, This can be changed with vape batteries, uh, motorcycle, 12-volt batteries, uh, uh, LED, plastic bottle, of course. And they would be able to have this large rental system uh, where they start earning. Of course, when they earn, they can buy more solar lights and then fix it. that's important that uh, fix it. and then uh, if you need mobile charging, you can go to them and you can charge your phone and at the same time, street lights. so they you could if you're, if you have a, a street and most of your neighbors, just like Meralco wanted to light up the street street you can you can rent streetlights or solar streetlights. But the important thing there is you could, you must be able to fix it.
1: The service support is really yeah. crucial.
0: Yeah, no, some of these villages takes, you know, seven, eight rivers to get to. Mm-hmm. And so we created that, but it, it was really more than light. What we wanted to do was knowledge. And people might think, you know, why is a you know, is a grassroots solar talking about knowledge and education? Well, we believe that once the streetlights are up, uh, we can create mesh networks among the streetlights that are maintained by the women, and the solar then the cell phones that are not being used because they don't have any connections are now are still being used by the women as an educational tool. So, we wanted we have now raw software where a woman from the other side of the village can connect with another woman on the other side of the village, creating knowledge you know, conversation, ideas. If this thing goes well, we would have a hub where we'll be keeping the basic knowledge and information uh, where uh, mothers can ed- download educational materials just like we download educational materials from Zoom or from, from uh, YouTube. So before thinking how to be able to bring education to the remote villages, we were thinking, how do you create a stable power infrastructure? It's a little bit more long-ranging than just giving light, but it's really about enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe with, you know, with uh, raspberry Pis and the cool. low power that it's needed, you can put computers that will be able to store energy and uh, and and information in these villages. Uh, why was this possible? It's because books cannot... Be uh, you know long term in this kind of wet, damp villages, books actually disintegrate, and so women are now using cell phones and uh, stored information in cell phones, pictures, to be able to educate their children. And I want to be able to use that observation and enhance it, uh, but you cannot do that without a stable power network, and so. And I don't really believe in philanthropic because afterward it burns out. Yeah. Uh, the second one is is to create a business model where they're earning from the solar. They become this micro solar rental system or you know um, solar cooperative, mm-hmm. and then build the mesh network on top of that. So that's how I think that I will be able to contribute to education uh, in the most rural areas. So light is great enlightenment is, is 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 the legacy
2: yeah no, i love that right. i love the whole um, enlightenment is the legacy and like what, are there are, are there any models like around the world that um inspire you that are doing maybe something similar to what you're planning to do for these communities
0: yeah there there are some uh, very expensive ones so there's the first world one where they really put you know uh, a really big expensive you know uh, uh, mesh network, uh, but you know all of this is you know factory made chips. You know, I mean, it 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 it's based on just handing it out. But I, I'm just really thinking about one day how can people just or other NGOs pull out the parts from uh, available you know off the shelves and copy mm-hmm. what I'm doing. So it's really important to do two things. One is. That the women are displacing dirty fuel with an income generating green job, right? Which is renting out solar lights, mobile chargers, street lights. The money does not go out of the villages because every time you buy kerosene, uh, it goes out. The money that is earned, the cash flow, what is called the yeah. cash flow, is drained from the village. And at 35%, it's pretty big. Second is health. So, The other drain is when you start, uh, you know, burning this kerosene in the house, people get sick. And so once again, the money has to go out of the village. So green technologies for me, me, and the advent of really cheap computers like the Raspberry Pis is is very exciting uh, for me. The fact that solar uh, can be built uh, and maintained by, you know, these women in the villages reliably uh, is very exciting for me. And so that is the future uh, for us. Uh, the other hand also is, you know, uh, I love the fact that uh, we're teaching thousands of, of corporates uh, to do it because somehow most of them don't really live in Manila or they come. they've come to Manila first generation from the provinces, but they also go back to the provinces. And so when they learn how to build solar lights here in a CSR, a lot of them, when they go back, they also contact us and ask if they can bring kits back to the provinces. And so these are being replicated, not in NGO terms, but as private as private uh, initiatives in the backyard. So people are copying us in the backyard, making streetlights for their villages and, and renting and selling them and renting them out. It's It's, you know, as I said, uh, having open source is, is has its ups and downs, uh, but there's enough for everybody. It's it's when you start thinking that you know this knowledge is something that only you can profit from. Yeah, and that's yeah. when you know that's when it starts dying. Because you know uh, you being in the middle of everything, uh, you to create change, uh, I think is 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 the is the most short sighted of all. Uh, the most. Exciting is when you start making yourself obsolete. Suddenly, you realize that there are more opportunities for you to grow while leaving a very you know self-sustained community to copy you. I could keep on doing this. I mean, you're talking about 20 million Filipinos, so I can keep on giving yeah. away technology uh, for the rest of my you know maybe 20 lives or 30 lives. But I wouldn't have made a dent. So wow. that, that's what what that's what I'm doing.
2: Yeah, that, besides that's bugging,
0: you know, <laughs> besides bugging, not snap to make this you know, solar powered mobile vehicles, but uh, <laughs> that's a hobby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fun. That's fun for us, dude. Remember when we pushed it into uh, what was it? Aura. We had to bring it into <laughs> yeah. the elevator, and then, dude, we brought it in through the back, and then brought it into an elevator. There's a, a big elevator that goes all the way to the, uh, the the, area where sure, yeah. they. Yeah, the top, uh, the bottom. Yeah. And then uh, we put it right by the entrance of uh, an event for, I think it was an energy, it was DRRMC, you know, Disaster Risk Reduction Management.
0: Now that that uh, that, van, that van, you know, when they say that an NGO is actually not a career, you know, like a NGO... Uh, makes you poorer uh, actually you know what they it, it it misses a lot of points, which is uh, not only the experience but the more you are giving, the more adventures you have, and the more you know people give you opportunities and so uh, Steven Spielberg is doing a documentary on litter of light, and so he 's done the first three minute of us in Kenya, lighting up the Maasai tribes and in the middle of the amazon and i 'm thinking you know. I, I would have never been able to do this, you know, uh, You know, a boy from the Pacific islands, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh meeting you getting to do this thing. I mean, it, it's really an exciting, it's really an exciting life. Uh, last year, I can't believe we did a hundred days around the world on a ship, uh, wow. teaching 19 countries how to make solar lights. Uh, it's just almost impossible to think about now in the yeah, COVID yeah, situation, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, we, Drove across the United States, where we had lists of schools that wanted to learn how to make solar lights. So it's really expansive uh, yeah. and not and not you know uh, the only thing there is really uh, Filipinos don't really think that uh, Filipinos can change the world. You know we're not supposed to be global humanitarians, but it's when you start pushing technologies like this that you realize that Philippines is a darling that you know people we have so many good ideas and mine is that you know probably the cheapest a plastic bottle boy but the the world is ready to accept you know Filipino ideas in clean energy and, and new technologies. It's just we we just don't believe in it but it it's true.
1: Well, I totally and it's the that. best time to do it. It's yeah. best time to do it now, right? I mean yeah. the transition and I mean, given what you mentioned, it might be good to look into something more domestic since we can't really get onto planes right now. Uh, so I've been meeting a lot with the uh, Aita people of Zambales, the indigenous mm-hmm. people over there. Uh, have you met Raf Junisho, uh, Mad Travel? And, uh, so he
0: actually
1: works with them quite a bit. And he also worked with uh, GK, I think. He actually helped them create plans for livelihood and, of course, sustainability by planting more trees and all of that and bringing their stories to Manila. For example, he was able to bring a chieftain to British School of Manila and share his story with the kids over there. So Nikki and I were asking him, why didn't we experience anything remotely close to that? In that high school we went to, Nikki. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't say what it is, It's better to keep it. <laughs> as if people, as if our friends don't know, right? Yeah, oh,
2: no, no. It's, no, it's okay. so it's
1: so interesting because
2: now, like, um, I, I have a brother who's still in college, and uh, you know, he goes to Teneo, and you know, their ideas are they have radical ideas, but for some reason, when I you know, sort of eavesdrop into their conversations. It's very, I haven't heard an idea about that's going to help the country or help, um, you know, people. It's always sort of centered into, I want to make a business. I want to make a lot of money. And, you know, it's I know fair. that, they, but fair. like, but like, for me, it's like, I, they are the future too. You know, I'm hoping that they have the, probably the brightest minds of, as well. And if they just channel their energy and realize that it isn't just about money, it's about fulfillment, about purpose, expansion. That um that, that actually gives you but that what, sense of well-being, Deba.
1: Right? that's true, but uh, I mean we can't force it on them. We can. I mean we can, but yeah. it's just a
2: frustration. Because you know we
1: let's are
0: let's let's put it uh, let's put it into numbers, right? Okay what what if what if of the best minds in schools are looking to make money by serving the richest 10%. What if the brightest minds, which is is what you're talking about, right, Nick? I would like to make a better car to sell to somebody who already has a great life or a great car. Or I w- architect, I would love to build a next generation house for this really be- rich person who already has like two houses, which he will sell so he can upgrade into a better house. So
2: yeah. so,
0: so that's what the educational system is doing. Yeah, It's educating young people to use their brilliance specifically for people that already have the highest quality of living in the country. Yeah. Why isn't the thoughts extending to, by the way, can I lend my skills and my knowledge to people who would otherwise be unable to hire my services? So imagine having the most brilliant guy working for the most brilliant, you know, payable, the company that pays. And this one, he uses his mind also to help people that. Otherwise have a campaign which makes life more equitable. So so I think you know, maybe it's a phases, but there's also the other number, which is if you don't capture them when they're young, when they're in the 12, 13, there are time they reach 21, 22. That kind of narrative in their head is difficult to change.
2: Yeah.
0: If they have been thinking about only becoming wealthy without looking at their employees, without looking at society. And the worst of, uh, worst of, is impacting the environment. If knowledge, if their sense of knowledge about their impact on the world is not broad enough in their leadership to think about not only themselves, but their employees, society at large, and the environment, you know, more expansive. It has to be, we have to think about that—that that the our company does not destroy the environment, our company does not make life so inequitable that we create a social revolution, that you know the employees are not going to be just thrown away. Uh, that that is needed. Before, nobody really wanted to think about anything else except profit. And look at the mess that we're in.
1: Yeah, we have rivers sure.
0: that are polluted. We have. You know, we have so many people that are in, you know, part-time, part-time, you know, we have the, I think one of the, what do you call that? Endo, endo or something? Contract, end contract. But, but so, so that kind of leadership that is so short-minded. Yeah, the contract. If we don't expand it, it creates longer term cycles of damages that, we're discovering here in the Philippines, especially because the laws favor favor the people that have money or can steal money without you know without uh, without recourse. Sorry, that's, that's very well
1: articulated.
0: The deep cycle of teaching young minds most of our students to only cater to the richest is is is, is not exactly the right formula for a country that has already proven that this formula uh, creates, you know. And usually this is bal- balanced out by a government, which is supposed to be the shelter for those that are not addressed. But what happens if the government even thinks about their role in government to serve those that are already the richest, right? So, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, a, it's a slippery slope to talk about. It's
2: a slippery <laughs> slope, 100%.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it it's, definitely, what you're saying is definitely what uh, is widening the gap between, yeah. oh, well, the gap of income inequality and, of course, resources. So what you're saying totally makes sense to me. It, I'm sure it makes sense to Nikki too, right? We, 100%, we kind of 100%. have a shared mindset regarding this yeah. this topic, and I think that's why Ilah and I really get along. Because it's 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 a vibe. It's a wavelength. And the more people that we can get on this wavelength, I think the faster we'll progress as a country, the faster we'll be able to really create an identity for our nation. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the only way we're able to grow together, right? It's not just the haves and have-nots. Like like you said, there shouldn't even be a label. Yeah. Because it's 2020. I mean, come on.
0: Right. I, I, to, to, tell, to tell you the truth, there's already uh, you know there's this there's, there's a ready uh, uh, beautiful loss and everything. But you know the the system itself. There's a great generational loss. I mean, during the Marcus period, where you know all of these great minds were put in jail or killed uh, because those were the brilliant minds that could have been leaders of of, of this generation. I mean, to kill that many. You know, you're talking about tens of thousands. Uh, those that survive, the, the intrinsic fear not to be able to think creatively, you know, that your your ideas in government, your ideas in science, your ideas in education could flourish one day. Even if you have developed the late COVID testing in UPN, the government just doesn't want to buy it and they just want to import it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. you know,
0: I mean, uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, when I mean, other countries support reality. their own industry, uh, it's 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 pretty it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough to be a young person uh, in this generation.
1: I'm just glad that I enjoy the eighties, right? So you know <laughs> <laughs> your <gave> eight. <laughs> we uh, People would think magkaka-age lang tayo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look young, man. <laughs> you do, yeah, man. But you
0: since, do. since there's no Facebook, you know, it, it doesn't exist. So, you know, anything that, you know, anything that uh, we shouldn't have done is doesn't exist. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's, it's wiped out. Now everything is it. recorded.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you hopeful though, Ilya, for the Philippines? Like, and I guess, I mean, even with these Harsh realities. Like, uh, uh, what are you hopeful for, for in terms of technology and? Uh...
0: You know, I, 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 always say, you know, our greatest curse is that we're so rich. The country is so rich. The people, the resources. So, so since we're a democracy, uh, my hope is that it slowly starts allocating its resources to be able to build the people build the businesses build it back so you know that uh, this will create a better a better way to do things i think uh, we're very resilient uh, hopefully ai starts being put in election materials blockchain i think uh, there is uh, this kind of uh, new discoveries it will be delayed by the next generation because of course wanting to keep power that is not really theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say not theirs, is that they were not elected properly or they used information media to be able to skew, you know, the right choice. But democracy is young. And so I, I really, you know, these are, these are all long-term plays. But there are uh, clean energy companies coming out. There's battery storage, as I said. There's blockchain companies. So, so there are the ways and means uh, to to be able to have a democratic, uh, more equitable society. And and people will figure it out. I'm just hoping that you know other countries won't keep on pulling the bright Filipinos out <laughs> because yeah. we really have we really have the the best resources.
1: Brain drain, but that's what they called it.
0: Well. So. It, or, or brain drain, or we just, you know, uh, this could have all been avoided. There were so many smart people doing the right things, except that they did not have the power to be able to influence people that were holding the levers. I mean, it was just, uh, it's just a pity that uh, it wasn't implemented properly because we could have avoided uh, all of this. You know, all of this, uh, all of this had happened. The problems we have is really appointment, uh, you know, people that are just appointed into government, they're not really trained to be able to handle scenarios like this. They come out of small NGOs and, you know, uh, they're put into head of of, of businesses. And uh, they're, you know, as I said, uh, exchanged for favours. But when it comes to really big, big uh, calamities, uh, they have no, you know, they have no uh, capacity to lead. Uh, mm-hmm. They're still learning the ropes from courses online. <laughs> but, but you know, the best people, the best people are not actually, you know, the people that are career that know what they're doing. They're not appointed to higher position. So it's just, you know, there's there's certain parts of this democracy that you know, uh, is it's, uh, it's 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 really it's really a pity. It's really a pity because, as I said, we're we're so rich in thought. We're so rich in resources. Uh, My gosh, we were, you know, I said, we were ahead
1: of the whole Asia.
0: (laughs) What happened?
1: (laughs) Industrialization was supposed to happen here first. But then we kept uh, hitting those road bumps, as you said. And uh, maybe uh, some levers may have been pulled also along the way. So that's uh, one of the challenges, which is why... We tread lightly, right, my friend?
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, that's why I speak in prose, right? I, speak I love in it. Prose. I love
1: it. I love <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I mean, ever since our first president, who was not actually our first president, yeah, uh, it, it, was, it was, you know, it was,
2: uh, I think if, if Bonifacio was able to continue. I was reading about that, actually. If Bonifacio was the one, he would have started yeah. the real revolution. You know, not some... He did, artistic. he did. He did, yeah, he but did. I mean, but, you know, we got... <laughs> In the end, yeah, a lever was pulled. Yeah, he, was so, killed. he was killed, right? I mean, yeah.
0: Emilio Aguinaldo basically was walking around with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, ivory and, uh, you know, silver, you know, uh, a stick. You know, he was suddenly, you know, he he, he then he... He sold us out, you know, he, he killed every, as I said, you know, we always tend to kill the people that are the most likely to lead us into a better situation, just because the person that's leading does not agree and want to, wants to maintain the status quo. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a public <laughs> I'm a public administration graduate. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> what
1: else no do I worry, do but is, think
2: about it? But no uh, yeah. The
1: conversations I, we like. These are coffees we like.
2: And especially looking back at history at the patterns we keep repeating. You know, and you know, it's funny. I was just reading this um, article uh, that was related to um, the, the Spanish uh, colonization. And they were saying that, I mean, this is a, the, from the perspective of, of one historian. So it is, yeah. yeah. I'm
1: yeah. I'm not, I'm,
2: I don't remember. But he was basically saying that you can't blame the Spanish completely, because a lot of the datus as well were very complicit in the deals. They were selling out people left and right as well, and I think that's also co- coming into play with the way things are happening now and what's been happening for the past hundreds of years, right? Like it's always I don't agree with you, so I'm gonna keep this going. I'm not gonna think of what's best for the, you know, for the for the people. Just what's best for me. I want to maintain this thing and. I mean I, I I can't wait till the vicious cycle ends and I, I you know I, I keep telling snap we, do we need a revolution a, a real revolution but you know we have to tread gently then especially in this time everyone's so connected people are listening watching you know it gives me a certain kind of reflection when you
0: think that next year is when magellan first discovered the philippines 500 years ago I mean, this guy was lost out in the Pacific, hungry, you know, probably scurvy, you know, probably the people next to mutiny for, you know, not only, you know, that hundred days around the world, I actually went through the passage of Magellan on the southernmost tip of South America. And I tell you, I don't know how that guy went through. Uh, they, They had the map and they said, Every ship that you see in red is a ship that sank. And I tell you, it looked like an ant farm on the Straits of Magellan. It's so treacherous because the wind from the Atlantic, the wind from the Pacific, and the wind from the South Pole hits it. And so it's super violent. And, you know, just incredible winds. Uh, Anyway, the point is they cross the Pacific and they land in the Philippines. And at the same time, they said, look, we're hungry. Can we have some food? And once they gained their strength, you know, they start creating, you know, creating ruckus. (laughs) So 500 years ago,
1: they started putting it lightly. Yeah.
0: Well, they, they were able to perfect the, you know, through South America, they were able to perfect the friendly. But at the same time, once I grow strong enough and know how you work, we will use your people against yourselves. Because we're just few, right? So, they perfected that technique in South America, and they decided to bring it to to the Philippines. You know, this kind of uh, you know blood compact, but at the same time, now you know now we'll will will promise you our culture and our strength, and but at the same time, hey, uh, my enemies will be your enemy, right? So we'll, we'll we'll conquer this, and we'll give you a higher position. When Columbus landed in the Bahamas, he basically wiped out everybody through disease and slavery. And he did, I mean, but when he first arrived, they gave him shelter, they gave him food. So, uh, watch, watch, watch out who you bring into your house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for sure, for sure. For sure. Anyway,
1: for sure. my
0: my point my point is this: five hundred years ago, we, the natives that were conquered by this brilliant navigator called Magellan. So it's the same thing that natives in, in, in America start rebelling and tearing down statues of Columbus who discovered America, right? Because they said, wait a minute, you came in and you massacred maybe 15 million Native yeah. Americans. Same thing with Magellan, he must have massacred maybe about maybe five million Filipinos. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, enslaved the nation, there is a law, there is a law, which is very, uh, a quirky law. Sorry, I'm a, how do you call it, trivial pursuit kind of, but it's called the conqueror's law. I mean, that's a slam, right? When a white man touches an unknown land, everything that he steps on, that whole place becomes his, conqueror's rule. And the natives becomes betrothed or enslaved or under his. So even in in Native America, if you really look back at the person that sold this land, that sold that one, took over Indians land, it is written by the person that conquered that all that land is actually now his. So, so you know it, it it's. When you look back and you start thinking, like, how did we get into all of this? You have the Spanish that were the great destroyers of the Inca of the you know, of the Aztecs. Yeah. I mean, they they perfect they perfected the art of you know inclusion and destruction, uh, the art of you know uh, germ warfare, the art of steel, the art of pacification by cross. And so, when you talk about the Spanish, it's it it reverberates inside me because. 500 years ago, next year, uh, we'll be looked at as the conquered people who were so pacifist, who were so welcoming that up to today, uh, we're taken for a ride, um, maybe now by China. So, you know, it's just, I think when you say revolution, I, I think that I look at cultures and I look at the American culture of Football and how they are aggressive and want to kill each other on the field. And I look at, you know, I look at rugby and I I look at all these things where people have been at war for many years. And I look at all the pacifist countries that, you know, have always been too open. And I see how that one has, you know, they've lost their culture. They've been, you know, they've been taken over and so yeah to w- live at peace you should be ready for defending defending so i don't call it a revolution but I, I call it that you know we should we should know when when the peaceful guest is going to be the the dangerous you know the the da- you know we have to we have to have laws that work that's mm-hmm. what i'm trying to say we have, we have to have a way to be able to defend our fishermen i don't know simple as that Uh, Because in the simplest of things, you have to have laws where when uh, foreign countries bribe our officials that, you know, we should be able to make them accountable because wealth is finite. I mean, the wealth of, you know, like Nauru that exploited all its phosphate and from the richest island became poor. Uh, Once you become poor, you know, countries are going to leave you and you're gonna be left to yourselves. And so while we talk about the richness of the Philippines, I always talk talk about how much of that that is being kept here to develop our country. So those are the things that are in my head. And when you become poor, it's as if you personally become poor and your friends leave you. Well, not all, but what I'm saying is, I don't think we're gonna have friends if we were not so rich. So we have to make sure that, you know, we use our wealth. Uh, we use our wealth. We use our, our, our knowledge to make a stable country. I mean, that's where I hope our democracy uh, will go and not, you know, the exploitation of, 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 of all of this uh, without realizing the long-term repercussions. Because the rich will always be able to move. <laughs> Trust me. They'll always be able to survive. Yeah, Coronavirus,
1: another five hundred years, people. Yeah, I think that's like I say. Let's not wait another five hundred. Yeah, years, come guys. on, let's learn the lesson, man. Learn the lesson. <laughs> yeah, the pattern repeats itself until exactly. you learn the lesson. Exactly.
0: This is a, this is a, a five hundred year loop, guys. That's why when you said Spanish, I mean, I sorry, I rambled, but no, 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 no that was a good. great, that was <laughs> a great ramble.
2: That was a great ramble. Good. <laughs> this is, good, this, is five,
0: this is a five hundred freaking year loop. And you know we're not we're not out of it, and you know the so worst thing there is just the fact that you know Magellan will be the hero, and we haven't learned our lesson. You're still the squabbling natives
1: fighting against each other, right? Yeah.
0: But but that, but that's why with the lighted forward, I'm hoping to at least come out with a successful global story. I, I you know I want to be able to teach six thousand people how to make solar lights from their home Mm -hmm. and build the largest solar flag. I already hold the world record uh, for the largest sustainability lesson. And I want to build a huge ass solar flag of 6,000. And then I want to ask Pal to fly over and bring another 6,000 to, let's say, Los Angeles, where Filipinos are and in Rome. And they will keep on building the solar lights and I'll be able to make huge artworks out of it before donating it, I'm trying to figure out a way through light it forward where people can come together. That's what it is. It's light is secondary, but it's it's a great way for me to be able to bring people, Filipinos, together, especially Filipinos, whose greatest asset is to be able to sink into societies to the point of not being segregated. Yeah. So we're so good in our language in our skill in our corny jokes maybe that we can easily assimilate, assimilate yeah to the point that you know we're not even clustered anymore into you know we had philippine town in la but now no need because all the filipinos are now so assimilated Another tidbit of information. Sorry, I'm the, am I talking too much? You're good,
2: man. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. What we, this, this, is what, this is what we like. This is what we like.
0: <laughs> Do you know another important thing about revolution? Sorry, you you triggered a couple of things in my head. <laughs> Go ahead, <man>. first, <laughs> The first labor union in the United States, although attributed to Mexicans was actually started by Filipinos, like grape farmers. They no way. unionized the agricultural sector, which later became the largest labor union in the United States. So they brought in they started it, and then they brought in America uh, they brought in Mexicans, and from Mexicans they brought in Americans and it became the labor union of the United States. And that, and that started, was started by Filipinos. That's amazing. So, so there's just this amazing story of how Filipinos are doing great things around the world. And I'm thinking somehow with the light or challenging people to do lights in the thousands in these cities around the world, somehow we can bring, you know, we can make them shine somehow. So I'm still working that out. I have a year before the World Expo that's my expo project. How do I bring thousands of lights built by Filipino hands or Filipinos teaching other people and they all cluster together in this world records around the world, like points of light? Anyway, so it's, it's a bit confusing for me now, but I'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, man, I, have, no. I have a suggestion. But, I mean, outside the country for a bit. That's, I think uh, we've all accepted that uh, reality for now. So given that, Imagine your idea of thousands of lights, trying to do it with IPs. If you could get different groups of IPs from Cordillera, from Zambales, from Visayas and Mindanao as well, and somehow package it in a way that we share the Filipino's light through indigenous people all over the world. And then you can sell it online. And it comes with like a picture of the IP tribe that made it uh, maybe. And that way it kind of, uh, I don't know, this is just an idea I'm throwing out. Uh, no, no, a, no. It, that, I, I think it, it's something you might want to just uh, tinker around with in your in your head for a bit. It might.
0: Yeah. Turn into re- remember, something. remember that we're not allowed to fly, but then I can send over kits. So So right now, If you look at the Lit of Light, the the IG, Mm -hmm. uh, we sent out the kits to 150 artists. uh, Anyway, a hundred of them. And they're now building solar lights by hand and then posting it. So anybody, anywhere can build it. So what we wanted to do is send a package of the kit without us and, and, and give it to Filipino groups to be able to come together. Now I'm thinking of the IP, so I, I can send out this six thousand around the world, right? In mm-hmm. that even the design we're now figuring it out, a knockdown kind of design, and so yeah, we're 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 thinking how six thousand from each city will be able to put it together. Uh, so back to the Magellan, this is my reverse okay. Magellan this is go sort on. of like the filipinos have conquered the world rather than in april that you conquered the world so yeah <laughs> so that's that's that, that's what i'm trying to do but i like the ip one because it's okay, interesting but right now kind of changed suddenly with the corona and i'm thinking about the thousands of deaths of filipino healthcare workers that died in in silence that died without relatives, because the Filipinos are one of the largest exports in the world, right? The nurses, and so I'm thinking,
1: yeah. biggest contributor to GDP. Maybe,
0: yeah, maybe it should be a commemorative for Filipinos around the world that we're underappreciated for helping out countries where we're caring for Corona. So maybe I might make it contemporary. I'm still, I'm still weaving. Uh, but at the same time, of course, at the end, it it helps the eyepiece. So, yeah, snap. It, at the end, it has to help the poorest, right? Can't yeah. be just symbolic.
1: Yeah, because sure. that way it gets their story out there. It's really a reverse Magellan, like you said. It's uh, instead of the white man coming to conquer the local natives, it's the local natives trying to share their light with the rest of the world.
2: Yeah, that's amazing! Yeah, that's, that's inspiring. That's
1: the,
0: that's the, yeah, that's that's the that's the key how to do it.
2: But yeah, man, yeah, that was like a an amazing conversation. I loved your insights, and uh, this won't be the last for sure. We're gonna pick your brain Definitely. again. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> yeah. this conversation. Thanks
1: for indulging us. Yeah, do man. That. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Really
0: appreciate it. You know, good conversation is is really a symbol of where. Have we gone as Filipinos? So you know, as we tackle this conversation, and then uh, when we think of the larger historical, you know, uh, journey, you know, not only Magella's journey but our journey, uh, all the conversations and pieces that you talk about is where you know, Vadis Filipinas. Where are you? Where are you going, Filipino? Yeah, Where are you going, Philippines? It's both a challenge, but at the same time, uh, we're so young. We're so young as a nation. Uh, Hopefully, the right people start taking it and that our resources will be used to make us a greater race after the next 500 years and not the same after 500 years still squabbling. So thank you for giving time to talk about this. Of course, man.
2: No, really happy to have this conversation.
1: Thank you for taking you. the time. Thank man. you. Man. You're, you're a busy guy right now. You have a <laughs> lot of stuff. <laughs> Uh, but, but, I mean you need help I'm, 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 also, I'm also in shorts <laughs> me too bro we're all wearing shorts <laughs> dude I, I'm in my undershirt from work I came from Zamata oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it no I won't I won't I'm not <laughs> I hate I hate,
0: I, I, I hate to see the pa- if your painting has that many colors I, I hate to see the pattern in your
1: <laughs>
0: in your sleeping shorts <laughs>
1: basketball, basketball shorts pare. basketball shorts oh man. <laughs> naman ako sa inyo.
0: <laughs> let's catch up uh, you know, we just crossed our first thousand mile stone and we built the largest solar flag in the Philippines um, we're aiming for 6,000 and then from 6,000 we start going abroad so yeah, um the proof the proof is still here, but uh if you need if you want me to send more stuff, uh updates, uh yeah, we would love to uh, keep the story going. It's a Filipino story, man. It's a solar lights from home. I mean it's, it's a it's a it's a very Filipino movement. I mean and also one of endurance, you know, and one of clean tech. So mm-hmm. Let's see how it goes. Hopefully it becomes viral. Hopefully it For becomes sure, pocket check. For sure
2: man. For sure man. Hopefully. Knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wishing yeah. you all the best. Wishing you all the best. But uh, yeah,
0: give us time to tell our story. So we're we're very excited to have a means to be able to update you now and then. And your <laughs> pet and your pet dragon behind you. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man.
2: <laughs>
1: definitely for sure man send it over (laughs) we talk on whatsapp so just send it over and I'd be happy to share you know me nice meeting you man thank you have a good night see you
2: see you man. man